Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I hope you had a great weekend. Everybody's here ready to go, including Todd. Yours truly. Phone calls always welcome on Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Some crazy, crazy football. And it started Friday night with Colorado up big on Stanford. And I'm going to guess a lot of people didn't realize until the next morning that Stanford pulled off one of the bigger surprises of the college football season. 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator Tyler standing by to take your phone calls. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you. Uh, Downloading the app. Ross Tucker, our good buddy, will recap the NFL weekend. David Pollock, former uh, NFL defensive lineman and uh, was a uh, member of College Game Day for such a long period of time. He'll join us coming up as we recap college football as well. Play of the day, poll question, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter. It's a recap of the show every single day, Monday through Friday at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific also. And it's really easy to sign up. Go to danpatrick.com. Just put in your email address in the box that slides out, bottom right corner, and we'll keep you apprised of a lot of things going on, including the latest batch of tailgate moonshine that should drop sometime next week. All right, uh, Seton, you got a poll question for us to start out with today. Yeah, Dan, I think we'll go with uh, sort of what we do on Mondays. Who had the worst weekend? Mm. Let's just go negative right 90 seconds into the show. All right. Uh, USC. Ooh. Had a had a bad weekend. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah, I don't know who the weekend was worse for. Was it worse for Lincoln Riley? Was it worse for Caleb Williams? Oh. Well, Caleb Williams, I think, uh, shorter term of he he probably lost his chance for the Heisman. Uh, unless Michael Penix has one of those games, but that was an important game for Caleb Williams. National TV. That's your Heisman moment. He's already had Heisman moments, but. It feels like he's got to do even more to impress us this year than last year. And three interceptions, 
at Notre Dame. I mean, it's just not a good team and uh, certainly not a good defense. And, and this is more of a rebuild than I think Lincoln Riley thought it was going to be or maybe the analyst and alumni thought it was going to be. I think it, uh, it's more of a rebuild than a reload there. And Caleb Williams can come back, but I'm wondering, well, I don't think he'll come back. But uh, I think uh, we're looking at USC differently. You know, just the USC image didn't look good at South Bend. You know, they got roughed up. And, and I'll ask David Pollack, I mean, is it talent or is it technique? Is it philosophy? What is it? But Notre Dame played well. And you can't help but think about that Notre Dame loss to Ohio State because if they had that win with a big win like this against USC, and yes, they did have the Louisville loss, but they'd still be in the national title picture. Cowboys, by the way, minus one and a half at the Chargers coming up tonight. Uh, what other uh, candidates will be on the poll question, Seton? Coach Prime in Colorado. Wow. Well, well, Notre Dame was favored, so I wasn't surprised Notre Dame won. Maybe as convincing of a win, maybe that was a little bit of a surprise. Colorado was up 29-0. Stanford's not good. Coach Prime, even on a Friday night where he didn't want to be playing on a Friday night. Man, you can't blow a lead like that, can you? By the way, Dylan, graphics guy, part of the Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble, took Stanford money line against Colorado. I don't think too many uh, handicappers did that, but Dylan, the graphics guy, along with Bad Larry and Shay and Irving, part of the podcast, and Dylan, uh, Dylan did well with the money line there. Uh, who else do we have as a candidate, Seton? Uh, we have got the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. Paulie called it. Paulie said, hey, how crazy would this be? Jets over the Eagles. Eagles, even though they're a really good team, they haven't looked like a really good team. You keep waiting for that sort of, oh, okay, that's the Eagles. And, you know, the Jets' defense, the Jets don't have their best defensive backs, one of their, or two of their best linemen, and they shut down the Eagles. That was amazing. But they are, them and the Cleveland Browns are two great defenses there. But the Jets didn't even, have, like Sauce Gardner wasn't there. And you're going to beat that Eagles team? That was uh, a little bit surprising. Browns over the Niners. That defense is lockdown defense. And I know, I heard it from people. Oh, you were talking up Brock Purdy. I said, yes. Yes, he's done well. He was exposed. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, uh, what happened to your MVP? And I go, he's not my MVP. I'm just saying it, he's played well. He had a bad game. Quarterbacks have bad games. He had a bad he game still, and still should have won. He still put his team in a position to win the game on the road. Now, you're going against a Cleveland team that doesn't have their running back, didn't have their starting quarterback, and but Niners lost, you know, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey to injuries. And, you know, that's one of those you look back and you go, How did that happen? There's always a couple of those games for teams where you go, How did that happen? Well, that's one of those game, games for the 49ers where you go, what? Going cross country and uh, you start early and all of a sudden Cleveland stayed in it. Yeah, Mark. Remember, they lost to the Bears week one last season. Yeah. So this isn't anything new. Yeah. Yeah. We have uh, a side poll off of that poll, whoa, actually. Whoa. Uh, which quarterback had a worse day, Brock Purdy or Deshaun Watson? Swear. <laughs> 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 wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> when you don't even hit the field and it's wow. yeah. your worst performance of the year. Yeah. By the way, this first hour brought to you by Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cashback on everyday purchases with no fees. Great stuff. Check out eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Any other poll questions that we may have for the first hour, Seaton? Yeah, of course, Dan. We got poll questions. We could swing it around to be the best if you want to end this segment on a little mm. bit of a positivity note. Well, I'm a, I'm Who a... had the best weekend instead of the worst weekend? Who had the best weekend? The mm. Cleveland Browns mm. certainly had a, mm. a good weekend. I don't know if it was the best of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jets, that's a hell of a win. Mm-hmm. That's, that's about a, as good a weekend as they can have, yeah. huh? Yeah, I think they're okay with Zach Wilson. I, I, and I said, you know what? I would not be trading for Kirk Cousins. Just don't lose the game for us. And he didn't against, uh, you know, pretty good team. I thought they were supposed to win now. The Jets? Yeah. This is you loaded up for this year. You're supposed to win now. <laughs> well, I kept wondering, one guy shouldn't make this much of a difference with Aaron Rodgers going down. You should be a good team. And you're seeing them that they are a good team. They can be a great team with Aaron Rodgers. They're still just a good team if Zach Wilson plays okay. What else do you have, Seaton? Uh, how about Notre Dame? Um, That's a great weekend. Yep, they needed that one. They needed that. You you lose to Louisville. Um, they needed that one. I would actually say Marcus Freeman over Notre Dame. Well, he needed that. Yeah, he probably needed that one. That was a that was a perception victory. Like, okay, all right, all right, things are okay. I think people get a little nervous with that, you know, with the uh, play calling, the decisions that they had in the Ohio State game, and then uh, you get roughed up against Louisville. You know the team that I still can't buy into, and every year it feels like I say the same thing about this time, North Carolina. I'm I'm not sure. I watch. I go, okay, I like the running game. I like the quarterback. I go, all right. All right. And then they'll eventually, you know, break your heart, it feels like. And there'll be like seven guys in the NFL from North Carolina. Like, I, I don't know. If you look the ratio of how good a team was to how many players they send to the NFL, North Carolina would be in the top 10 because you'd go, wait, he was at North Carolina? Wait, uh, Julius Peppers, Albert Hainsworth? Wait, those guys? It's always like, yeah, yeah. And they got like seven pros off a team. Yeah, Pauling. I saw some stat about UNC football that they played the toughest first half schedule so far because mm. they don't take any you know bye weeks. They played South Carolina, App State, which is a good team, Minnesota out of conference, Pitt, Syracuse, Miami, and the funny thing is they you know somewhat control their own destiny. They got to beat Duke in three weeks. That's their next that the big one. Mm. Oh, I love that North Carolina against Duke. So uh, Washington over Oregon, that was a lot of fun to watch. And I did not agree with coaching decisions by Dan Lanning. At the end of the first half, kick a field goal. Kick a field goal. And and I know Booger McFarlane at halftime said, no, no, this game, you got to score touchdowns. I just don't want to miss out on points. So that's three. And then they had another decision to go down on fourth down, being so aggressive. All right. I like it. I don't know if I understand the analytics as much as these. Co- you know, a lot of it comes down to feel. Do we have a good play? How do we feel going up to the line? Because you can have a great play during the week, but when you get into 
game time situation where there's live bullets, do you have the right play? You know, and you know, on the road. By the way, the Oregon uniforms. Hmm. Ah. If you like aluminum foil, uh, that was a that was a nice look. I just don't think you can have a big game against Washington and do an experimental uniform. This is where you got to bring back Oregon. Now, as Seton said, what are Oregon's colors? Like, what are their uniforms? Like, what is that traditional <laughs> uniform we're looking for again? Because I lost that thread. Yeah, is it green? Is it all green? Is it? I, there was no green, no yellow in those you know, uniforms. Like classic Oregon, you know, that one. Uh, no. Yeah, just like Penn State. You know, they have that classic uniform. Uh, no, they don't. No, they don't. Uh, what else? Yes, Pauline. And Washington was popping. They got the gold. They got the purple. They look like Washington. If you turn that game, you're like, who are they playing? The Oreo Blizzards? It just didn't look like Oregon at all. Yeah. And I think that cost them the game. More uh, so. More so. You think so? Yes, it did. It was a uniform. Yes. Yeah, uniform issue. Yeah. Uh, I love the purple. I love you, Dub. Oh. I love the atmosphere. On the water. If you ever get a chance to go, it's a wonderful, wonderful. Unless you're a visiting team, it's a wonderful uh, setting there. Yes, Todd. How is it possible that the Jets had not beaten the Eagles ever in the history of both of those teams' franchises until last night? But I don't think they started playing until, like, 1973. It just sounded so beyond odd. Yes. For teams that have been in existence that many years, that they would never have beaten them once before. So they had lost their uh, first 12 games against Philadelphia. That dates back to 1973. <laughs> Woo! Ow! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Out of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. Tampa Bay, they, they brought out creamsicle. You know, when you play well, it's interesting how a uniform looks a whole lot better when you play well. And then when you don't, and you're like, oh, my God. And it was that, oh, my God, look at the creamsicle out there. But it, we'll see it always. And I have flashbacks. Because I always remember when they wore those uniforms when they first came into the NFL, when they were terrible. When I see that, I see that color, I go, oh, oh no, no, no. It's not 1976 with Steve Spurrier at quarterback. Yes, Paul. So as an homage, they played like the late 70s Buccaneers. <laughs> like, we're going to really embrace it. And, but you know what's funny about this? Everyone loves those Buccaneers uniforms now. They were not embraced, and you know this, Dan. No, they were not. not they were considered like soft and Florida-ish, and, yeah. and they were not cool <laughs> at the time. The public didn't like them. It's like they're cool now. All right, let me take a break. We'll get phone calls coming up. Uh, David Pollock will help us uh, understand what happened over the weekend in college football, and Ross Tucker will stop by as well. Some strange numbers, like the number nineteen. How many teams scored nineteen points yesterday in the NFL? Felt like there were. Were there three? Todd, you're into numerology. I love my numerology. I have to check. But there were, I think, at least three 19-point games. Thank you, Todd. Okay. Uh, The Chiefs scored 19. That was Thursday. The Vikings scored 19. The Browns scored 19. Uh, Okay. And, And those teams won. When's the last time three teams scoring 19 points in a week? No, I don't know. Nobody cares. Maybe I do. <laughs> no, people care, though. No, I was trying to get excited about, like, oh, my God, this is uh, a stat that's going to go viral. <laughs> I go, no, nobody cares. 
Uh, all right, we'll take a break. Just getting started here. Settle on a poll question, and we're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Got some quick math for you. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, and delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep, right? That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything else costs more. So let's reduce that. The headaches, the cost, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system that brings accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and brings it onto one platform. One source of truth. So you're only paying for that. It reduces IT costs because NetSuite lives in the clouds. No hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Patrick right now and save NetSuite.com slash Patrick. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. David Pollack used to be on uh, College Game Day and former NFL player and All-American at Georgia and uh, kind enough to join us on the program. All right, uh, let me start with Oregon and Washington. Some of the um, game time decisions, late game decisions there with Dan Lanning. How do you explain his philosophy? I don't know. I don't have an explanation for you, Dan. I'm sitting there going like, what are we doing? I mean, I, I, I get it. And listen, Oregon and, and Dan Lanning, like they, they want to be aggressive, right? Like that's their mindset and aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. 
I think there's a fine line between aggressive and reckless. And um, and I, I think that was a little bit reckless when you're at that at midfield, you know, around that area. I don't know, man. I, and then listen, I, I don't think they had a lot of confidence to stop Michael Penix Jr. And, and, and probably rightfully so. And you saw he scored and and then they had time to go down and try to kick a field goal to tie it. And maybe that was the thought process that you weren't going to do it. But man, oh, man. I, and listen, these analytics, Dan, they, they drive me nuts. I mean, it's just <laughs> strange to watch. Like you're sitting there. What, what, there was there was another game I'm watching and the Falcons game yesterday. And you're going, they're down by 14, and they score with 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they go for two. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, I I know that little sheet of paper says if they kick a field goal, and then we do this, and if we get it, I just, I mean, I think sometimes we outthink it, man. I just, I think I'm I'm punting the football, trying to down them inside the one, get a few sacks, rush them a little bit, make something happen. Um, it was it was an interesting decision by by Oregon. What do you take away from Washington and Michael Penix Jr.? I tell you what, man, I I knew coming into the game, Oregon was going to have a better run game. I thought it would be easier for them. Um, I thought Oregon's up front would win a lot more. But do you see the ball placement that he plays with? I mean, he just, first of all, the lefty just looks fun. It just looks good coming out. Like, it just, it looks sweet. Um, But the ball placement, the the weapons out wide at wide receiver, I just, I think they're going to be a tough out. And listen, if you look across college football, I don't think Washington's defense is elite. But again, are we are we comparing them to everybody else? Where every I, I can poke holes in everybody. There's not a single team in this in this in this playoff picture this year that I can go. That's a dominant team on both sides of the football. So when you have him and you have those weapons and you have an offense, um, I think that I think that they're going to have a shot to do what they want. Listen, the schedule sets up great too. If you haven't been to Washington, by the way, that's a tough place to play, man. Like they are, they are a rabid fan base. Like it is very in the South feel to it. Like it's nuts. And, and, and they've got a great schedule at home. So if you think Washington's a, a purple flash in the pan, you're wrong. How does USC not have a defense? Um, I mean, okay, so your your defensive philosophy leaves a lot to be questioned. Um, you know, they, they believe in stunting up front, you know, the majority of the time. They believe in playing deep coverage. Um, you know, the way they've recruited, obviously, you know, you can tell that a lot of the, the bullets go to the other side of the football, which is, which is fine. But a, a system that is, um, you know, it, it, listen, if, if you want to be honest, it's just not the system that builds a lot of – you don't see a lot of toughness. I don't see a lot of physicality, let's put it that way, on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And we've seen over the years, whether you spread it out and, and put more emphasis on quarterbacks and speed and, and the outside, in the, in the end, if I got guys that can win in the trenches, I can change the numbers advantage that, that everybody likes to play with. And I just don't see a lot of, you know, blocking for Caleb Williams up front was a struggle. The defensive line stopping the run and, and, and getting a consistent pass rush was a struggle. But so is the it line talent, of David? Is it talent that they're lacking or is it philosophy that they're lacking? I think that I don't think they have a lot of depth of talent up front, um, but I do think the philosophy needs to continue to be tweaked. So I, I will say that, that I think, I think they could do more with what they have. Talking to David Pollock, um, Georgia looks vulnerable. Like it feels like there's not a great team. So you uh, handicap your alma mater. Well, Brock Bowers being banged up changes it too. Yeah. Um, so the, let's see what, what comes out about him. But I would be surprised if he's back in the next couple of weeks. 
And um, they're an offensive team. I think they're a team that you're going to have to depend on Carson Beck, who's, listen, he, he's a flamethrower. Like, that dude's got an arm. He's got poise. He's got weapons with McConkey, and you see Rara Thomas starting to come on, you know, another tra- a transfer from Mississippi State. So I think I think they're good enough to score with anybody. Um, stopping people is going to continue to be a challenge. You saw it with Vanderbilt again. I mean, yeah. the defense is – if you turn on a game the last two years and you watch Georgia's defense and you turn it on now, you're like, what happened? And, and here's the thing. You don't have runs like that. Like all of those guys that you saw during those, those two year run, they're all playing on Sundays. If you turn the tape off, like you start watching Sundays, like, Oh yeah, I remember that guy. That guy played defense at Georgia. That guy played defense at Georgia. I mean, all 11 of the defensive starters for the first national championship, they all got drafted. So, I mean, it's just, it's going to look different, but if you look at the schedule, Ole Miss is going to be a problem. A running quarterback with a system that can also run the football, throw the football a little bit more. But again, that's at home. Uh, Missouri is the, is one of the, is their next toughest game. That's at home. So it is a tough place to go to walk into with that crowd, that noise, that atmosphere. It's tough for anybody to go in there and win. Colorado's up big on Stanford. A lot of people probably turned that off. It was a Friday night. How big a story is Colorado now in college football? Um, I, I think the people that wanted to line up and, and take shots at Dion, it's a big story for them now. Like they're they're excited about that, but man, that was a colossal failure the other night. I mean, that was you know, you're up twenty-nine to nothing on an anemic offense in Stanford. Um, you know, you built your you built your team around a Travis Hunter type guy who got beat all night and just got beat all and listen. The thing I would say watching that is, okay, if if I'm Colorado, at what point do I go, I'm up 29, let's run the football, let's eat some clock, let's not play fast. Like, it, it, it didn't make a lot of sense to yeah, me. Yeah, but you're and, not and expecting so think, Stanford to come back, though. I mean, I, I guess in fairness to Dion in Colorado, they want to continue to you know put up big numbers there, let everybody see what they're doing there. I don't think they were thinking, you know, Stanford could come back, we got to run the clock. Well, and then you look up and you say, see what had happened was, <laughs> I mean, so like, and that's the thing, man. Do, do you want style points? Sure. If, yes. if you want style points, let it rip. But man, I, I want to win football games. And when you lose to it, when you have this and you're trending and you beat TCU, and obviously that's not like a big win. Now we see that TCU is not a great football team, but when you start to, to build momentum, here's the thing. It's easy to build momentum in the beginning of something. Like a lot of coaches come in and build momentum and build energy. The hardest thing to do is sustain it. And when you start losing to one in four Stanford, and now you now the ship looks a little bit different and, and and creating that tidal wave of recruiting and creating the energy and the buzz, man, it's just it's hard to continue to do. You only kind of get that one shot at it. And I think this kind of takes them takes them down a notch and, and puts a little chink in the armor. Good to talk to you as always, David. Thank you for joining us. Great to talk to you, Dan. Say Bob. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Ross Tucker, Westwood One CBS Sports NFL and College Football Analyst and the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Also, social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. He was on the call for the Giants and the Bills on Westwood One last night. How do you feel if you're the Buffalo Bills today, Ross? I think you feel very, very relieved, Dan, because the Giants are down at the one-yard line Really, we could talk about the end of the first half for the whole segment. <laughs> but then at one-yard line at the end of the game, they have a couple opportunities there. Can you? I mean, I was in the stadium, obviously. Can you imagine if Waller catches that? Or maybe they throw a pass interference penalty, Giants get another play, and then they score. The, just the air that would have went out of that stadium, there's a huge difference between being 4-2 and two and 3-3. Three and three. I think they feel very, very relieved and thankful that they escaped with a win. The commissioner was talking about maybe London hosting a Super Bowl in the foreseeable future. Um, Are we more likely to have a team in London first or a Super Bowl in London? I think probably a Super Bowl, actually. I, I think there's a lot of logistical issues with putting a team over there. I think they're kind of dipping their toes in the water a little bit with having the Jags play back-to-back games over there. Would you want to play in London? As a player? Yeah. Absolutely, Dan. But I am the exception, not the rule. Right? So, like, my wife and I have talked about that. I would have loved that. I mean, we have the perspective of it's a really short time in your life. Maybe it's a two-year deal, three-year deal. 
For me, it was a lot of one-year, <laughs> one-year <laughs> situations. So to be over there, heck yeah, man. I mean, when I played for the Patriots in the offseason, my wife and I, every weekend, we went to Cape Cod or Martha's Vineyard, Nantucket. It was awesome, right? We were in our 20s. It was fabulous. I would have loved to have played for London, have that international experience for a couple of years. But to be fair, Dan, most guys are not like me. Most guys do not have that same perspective. Most guys have no interest in playing or living overseas. How do you think the fans would react to a Super Bowl in London? I think there'd be a lot of uh, negativity here in the States because of the belief that, hey, why would there be a game in London when there's never been one in Chicago, when there's never been one in Philadelphia? I think you would probably get a lot of that reaction. And I understand that, but I'll, I'll say this, Dan, I'm totally in favor of it. And I'll tell you why. Mm. Uh, you guys know how I feel about football. Like, I love it. Like, I, I, I love it more than almost anything other than my family. Think about all of the kids around the world that play soccer and think that that's like the most fun sport to play. I mean, think about that. Now, I think soccer is great. I played soccer, Dan, from when I was like six years old till I was 11. It's a fun sport. But once you put a helmet and shoulder pads on and run into another kid and knock him over, <laughs> that's the greatest feeling ever. You don't ever want to go kick a soccer ball again the rest of your life. Once you, I don't know anybody that went played soccer, then played football, then went back to soccer. So anything we can do internationally to spread the game – I am big time, big time in favor of, because I want more people internationally to get a chance to play. Heck, I did the Vanderbilt-Georgia game for CBS on Saturday. Three of Vanderbilt's defensive linemen are from Europe. One's from the UK, two from Germany. I think it's awesome. They are doing a good job of growing the game internationally. Yeah, I just wonder what the reaction – why would the commissioner bring this up like, there's no, you know, coincidence. I mean, he doesn't do throw-ins and, oh, you know, hey, I'm just uh, talking off the cuff here. Why is the commissioner bringing up the possibility of a Super Bowl in London? I think two, two reasons. Number one, to gauge the feedback, mm -hmm. right? So let's say you talk about it today. People call in and they're furious about it. I think they just want to know just how bad it would be if they ever elected to make that decision. The other thing is, I think it generates even more interest internationally about it, right? I'm sure that got picked up all over Europe that the commission of the NFL says the biggest sporting event in America might get exported to Europe. Mm. You know, and that's exactly what he's probably going for. I think it's smart. We're talking to Ross Tucker, Westwood One, CBS Sports Analyst. What about Buffalo getting a Super Bowl? Well, they're getting a new stadium. That's and why usually, I wonder, yeah, you build a stadium. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of been a, a quid pro quo there, Dan, where it's like, all right, you guys give us the public funding for the new stadium. We'll give you one Super Bowl. Now, I, I know they don't like the idea of weather impacting the game, but then I, that doesn't bother me at all, first of all. I love football and weather like that. And secondly – could it be worse than the Chiefs and the Eagles sliding all over the place in the in the grass or whatever they were calling that out in Arizona? Now, I'll say this. You know, I went to the Minnesota Super Bowl 
where the Eagles won and they beat the Patriots, and I'm glad Minnesota got a Super Bowl. For the, all the people that come to the game, it is nicer if you're in nice weather. I mean, seeing you guys last year in Arizona at that ballpark you guys are at, that's better than you know freezing our butts off in Minnesota. That, like That's objectively better. Worst loss of the weekend by who? Ooh. Well, I think on the NFL side, maybe the Eagles just because, you know, the Niners had already lost. So it was like the Eagles had that chance to get that game up on them. They were up by two scores against Zach Wilson and the Jets. And to go minus four in turnover ratio. But I'm going to give you a different one, Dan. I actually think the worst loss the weekend was the Colorado Buffaloes Friday night. I mean, because it was the only game on. They're up 29-0 at halftime. There's so much buzz around them. And because everybody went to bed at halftime, Dan, it was like – So did Colorado. I I know, I know, but it's so funny because it was like the thing we – everybody had the exact same reaction when they woke up Saturday morning. Like, wait, what? They lost? (laughs) Like, it continued the conversation for all of Saturday morning until the next game started. And so what had been sort of a feel-good story is now, okay, now they've lost however many games, and now they have a a really bad loss on their record. Best win of the weekend? Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, yeah. I mean, first of all, they have the best defense in the NFL right now. And I, I don't know that I can remember another unit or a side of the ball having a total 180. Dan, they were terrible on defense last year. Like, real, real bad. And now they got the best defense in the NFL right now with the way they're playing, or certainly one of the two or three best, to win a game without Watson, to stay in the mix. This at least lets them – it's interesting, too, because I think the guys in Cleveland and in New York with the Jets are both kind of on the hot seat. I, I think they both need to win this year. So to win the way in which they did against undefeated teams, but I'll say Cleveland just because the Niners have been on so much of a roll. The Browns have allowed just over 1,000 yards, the fewest by any team through the first five games of a season since the 1971 Baltimore Colts. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty crazy there. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that stat. I was almost thinking, well, maybe the Niners defense or – no, I guess statistically, because I knew Baltimore had a pretty decent game against them, but that is very, very impressive. I wonder if by the end of the year we'll be talking about Jim Schwartz getting a second chance to be a head coach. You know, some guys just aren't head coaches. You know this. Like yeah. all of those New England Patriot assistant coaches. I mean, that that doesn't mean you should be a head coach. Um, they're and just, you know what, Dan? Yeah. It's a different job. Yes. It's a very different job. And and I'm not saying this like Fritzy is great at what he does. Good. Paulie's great at what he does. Seton, Marvin, oh, but like just because Fritzy's the best guest booker out there doesn't mean he could go in your chair. I mean, that'd be amazing. I would love to see. I I would definitely watch or listen to the whole episode (laughs) if that happened. But that doesn't mean like, doesn't mean someone else will make it like the Todd Fritz show and have him be doing it as maybe, much as everybody knows I love him. Maybe one of these days Todd sits here and I'll sit over where Todd does. That would be amazing. And so he can say, thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. That would be <laughs> that would be good. Uh, bigger game tonight for the Cowboys or the Chargers? 
I would say Cowboys. Um, they they can't go to three and three and lose back to back games like this. I mean, with with the the visions they have, because then they'll still be two games behind the Philadelphia Eagles. They got to bounce back after that Niners performance. They have to. So I'll say I'll say for the Cowboys, but maybe that's just because they're the Cowboys and we all talk about them so much. Always good to talk to you. Uh, what games do you have this upcoming weekend? Yeah, likewise, uh, Dan. Just some action. Ooh. On Saturday, I'm driving to Athens, Ohio. Never been there in my life. Western Michigan at Ohio U on Saturday on CBS Sports Network. And you know what? I love it just as much as Georgia Vandy on CBS or the Bills and the Giants last night. Like, I love it for all the reasons I love it. Safe travels. Thanks, man. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 